Hello everyone. Welcome to episode three of our survivorship series. Today we have a very uh, great interview that we're gonna do with Teresa. So looking forward to uh, meeting her and interviewing her today. Hello, how's it going? Hello. How's everything going? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. So, um, so I'm just gonna introduce myself to everyone. Uh, who don't know me yet. So my name is Julian. I'm a two-time cancer survivor and the founder and president of Bizela Foundation. So um, let's jump right in and uh, just like tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name is Teresa Moreno. Um, I'm currently 19 years old and I just finished my first year um, at UCLA. Um, I come from a really small agricultural town in the Central Valley called Planada. And um, as of right now, I'm studying biology, a branch of biology, because my plan is to go on to med school and become an oncologist. That's great. That's great. I'm really excited for you. Um, so um, can you share like more of your, uh, what made you want to be like oncologist? Well, growing up, I always wanted to be in the medical field. Um, I started off, you know, just in fifth grade, I just wanted to be a regular doctor. Then I got to middle school and I started like exploring more fields and I was pretty set wanting to become an anesthesiologist. But then um, during my middle school career, during those three years, I started exploring more fields and more paths and kind of seeing what I would want to do for the rest of my life. And just um, from going to appointments in Madeira, really really liked the hospital and I enjoyed being there even though it's a hospital and a lot of kids don't like going to the doctor I just felt so welcomed it felt like a second home to me so I know so then that's what made me decide that I wanted to work at Madera Valley Children's and I wanted to be an oncologist myself yeah that's great I I really liked uh how you felt like Valley Children was a second home to you because um I feel like even though that's like a place where we get treated at and like, you know, even though we don't really want to be there, um, I think like the people that are there make us like, give us a, a natural reason to just like be excited about going and just seeing and visiting them. Um, so I still enjoy just going back and uh, checking up on everyone. Um, so can you talk about uh, like your story with cancer? Yeah, so um, what happened to me was that when I was five years old, um, I was not in kindergarten yet, so I was getting taken to preschools. My parents are both field workers, so um, early in the mornings they would drop me off at preschool and then they'd pick me up after work. But during one whole week, um, I kept on. My parents kept on getting calls from the preschool saying that I had a high fever and that I was complaining from stomach pain. So um, they went in one day to pick me up and they took me to a clinic here in my uh, in Planada, in my local city. And they said that it was that they didn't know what was wrong with me. So then they took me back to preschool and the pain continued, the fevers continued. So then I went to another doctor. They also didn't know what was wrong. And until I went in for another visit, kind of to an ER, is when the doctor noticed that um, my right side was a little bit more bigger. And he said that it wasn't something normal so that he really recommended for us to go right away to Madera Valley's Children's. And that's when we rushed over to um, the ER at Madera Valley Children's. They did um, 
first they thought it was a Wilms tumor, which is a type of like, um, it's a, a type of tumor that grows in the kidneys, but um, they found out that it wasn't that. They did biopsies, they did um, ultrasound, and they finally saw that it was just a tumor that was a pleomorphic renal sarcoma tumor that was next to my right kidney. And since it was so close, they decided to remove my right kidney as well, just to make sure that no cells were left over that would um, run the risk of the tumor regrowing. Wow, that's really crazy. Um... So how like long was the treatment that you had to go through? Yeah, so I went in, my surgery was done on May 23rd, 2006. So that removed the, the tumor, but then after the tumor was removed, I had to undergo um, chemotherapy. I went under four rounds or four, four doses of chemotherapy and that ran from May to October. So it was approximately six months. And so, like, when you, I know you were, like, small, but, like, when you first, like, uh, heard that you had, like, cancer, what was your, like, initial reaction and stuff? I know. I was, there's a lot of things that I remember, and there's a lot of things that I don't. I know that going into the hospital, I felt scared, because as a child, a lot of kids are scared of the doctors. But how I said, the staff was always just very welcoming, and I never felt uncomfortable. I really, really enjoyed being at the hospital. So I don't remember straight off the back what was my initial reaction, but my mom, um, she always tells me about her reaction, and she says that when the doctor said the word cancer, that she felt like a cold bucket of water got thrown on her, and she just started running. That she doesn't know why, but she just started running. And she says that because it's something that you don't ever imagine your child having. So she just got a lot of fear, obviously, as a parent within her. But um, the doctors, how I said, they were really great, and they were calming and reassuring. I um, underwent the process, and it was never something that Obviously, you know, there was things that were painful, there was things that were uncomfortable, but I enjoyed my time that I was there. They made it as pleasant as possible. I know that I had spent a lot of time in the hospital rooms and with the bed. Sometimes as a kid, I was undergoing chemotherapy and I would be jumping from bed to calcus. I know that there was an incident where I didn't like sleeping on the hospital bed. So my mom would sleep on the hospital bed and I would sleep on the couch instead of it being the other way around. So yeah. my experience was pretty comfortable, which I'm really thankful for. Yeah, that's. I think that's great. That's a good point because like, um, you know, most uh, people going through cancer wouldn't really say, like, they enjoyed their time going through it. So I think, like, it really says a lot about just, like, while you're the hospital and, like, their, the way that they treat the patients and the doctors and nurses and staff, um, they're all really great and make you feel like you're at home. Yeah. Um, so, like, now, um, what kind of impact did it, like, have on you? Um. So um, cancer, personally, for me, I would say that I had a really positive impact. I know that um, there's various situations for everyone. You know, for some, it may affect them more and more in a negative way than others. But fortunately for me, I was able to look at it as a positive positive experience um, instead of um, 
seeing it negatively. I just grew from it. And I knew that if I was able to take on that, there's so many more things that I could take on with my life, which is why, like, I also want to be an oncologist. You know, there's that battle. Not many people are fortunate enough to win it. But since I was able to overcome that struggle in my life, I know that there's a purpose for me out there. And I just want to give back to a community that gave gave so much to me. Yeah. And um, so, like, now, if you, uh, what would you, like, change or um, do differently if you had to go through, like, cancer again? Um, if, if there was one thing I could change or do differently, I would, I would probably um, pub publicize my experience more. I know that um, cancer is something that a lot of people know that I have, but they don't know because I make it known. They just know because it comes up in conversation or eventually it gets mentioned. I never really publicize it or announce it. And it's not because I'm ashamed of it or because I'm shy or intimidated by it. It's just that I don't want people to see me differently from it. And not it not in a negative way, but I don't want people to either um, try to make me feel better because it happened because I'm grateful that it happened and that I was yeah. able to overcome it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of the same thing with me too. Like just like, uh, seeing you, di uh, having people see you just differently. Um, and so, like, um, about that same point, like, what are like when you're going to when you're going to cancer? What were like words that like you didn't really want to hear or people to say? Um, well, thankfully, um, during my six months that I was in receiving that chemotherapy, I had a lot of family members come out. I remember the hospital rooms always being filled with people and gifts always being brought to me, which I really, really am thankful for because I think that's, that's one of the things that helped the most. As a cancer patient, cancer doesn't only affect the individual, but it affects the family as a whole. So the fact that other family members were there, it just not only showed support for me, but showed support for my family that needed it. So um, I think that's one of the things that um, greatly helped. And all their words, I mean, they were encouraging for me. It wasn't something that, it was something that I didn't want to hear. I know with some chemotherapy sometimes, it made my mood um, kind of be angry. So like certain foods I wouldn't want to smell, you know, hospital food isn't the best yeah. sometimes. So um, th that was something that I didn't enjoy sometimes, but it wasn't because of how I was, it was because of the side effects of the chemotherapy. Yeah, there's, like, so many side effects. Um, you can't even, like, name them all. <laughs> um, it's really crazy. Um, yeah, like, for me, I never really ate the hospital food. Um, I always, so my mom was always, like, with me and stuff. And so uh, she's always just, like, uh, she normally cooked for me at, like, the Ronald McDonald house there. Uh -huh. And so that was really great. Um, I really, like, ate a lot more. Um, but I really just couldn't stand the smell of the hospital food. Yeah, um, I couldn't either. I would either throw up or I would really really mad and I would tell my mom to do something about it but it's something that sometimes it's unavoidable so I just had to deal with it yeah you really do um is there like a specific memory that you like remember the most um I don't know I kind of remember most of the things I remember um the volunteers that would come by and do activities with the kids the playroom that was available for the kids um the dogs that the volunteers would bring by so the kids could spend time with them but yeah I, I remember I those are some 
of the most enjoyable memories that I have. I know also my doctors, I will always remember them. I keep in contact with them all the time. And there's a few nurses back from when when I was um, undergoing chemo, there's still a few nurses in the hospital that I always greet whenever I go for my checkups. Yeah. Um, just like, it's great how like, we're still able to stay in contact with them and uh, they still like remember us even though we uh, they have so many patients and we keep growing and they just know who we are and it's really great. Yeah, it's crazy how they have so many patients but they still manage to remember almost every yeah. single one of them. Um, how has like cancer changed the way you see the world? Um, after going through cancer, I think that it gives you definitely a different perspective in life. You know, there's so many negative things out there, but having overcome such a negative struggle, you're able to take on those other negative struggles with a positive attitude, just because you know that if you were able to overcome such a great, um, struggle you can overcome anything at least that's how i see it you know i was i was given a second chance so i'm not gonna let it go to waste and that's why i'm trying to do the most i can with my life yeah that's a really good perspective um i really like that mm -hmm. um so like if what is one thing you would say uh, for anyone going through cancer right now um, I would say too, you know, it's not the easiest thing out there and it's obviously very difficult. A lot of sacrifices have to be made, a lot of time has to be put in, but um I would really tell them to live with the purpose and like know their their own purpose just because you know there's gonna be a lot of things in life. Either people want you to do stuff or people encourage you to do stuff, but just living with your own purpose and knowing what you wanna serve. I think that should be your biggest motivation in life. So um, how, what would you say, like, um, how would people find their purpose? How would people find their purpose? Uh, that's really hard because, I mean, people grow to, go to college and sometimes they don't know their purpose yet. So just yeah. finding what you have a passion for, for example, for careers, finding a career that you would do even if you wouldn't get paid because like for myself how I see it if I become an oncologist and I wouldn't get paid saving people's life is is still so valuable for me yeah that's a good point just like yeah I think just like finding something you're really passionate about um it's a really good way to just like find your purpose um, um when you're going through when you were going through treatment or like even now um what is like a phrase that you like live by that you just yourself a lot pretty often when you're going through a tough time um well during tough times how i said um i one of the quotes that i always like remind myself of was you were given this life because you're strong enough to live it and it's just basically meaning that anything that comes in your way you know it's battles that are put in your life because you, they know or you're known to be able to overcome it and if it's a strong battle that's in your way and you feel like you're not able to win it just know that that once you defeat it you'll come out stronger yeah that's that's really good point right there um you really uh you really do come out stronger and so that's like a great quote um is there like anything else you'd like to say um not really just thank you for having me and um you know your purpose is such a great purpose you're living with a purpose how i said and it's really inspiring for everyone and um even non-cancer um victims you know just 
living with a purpose in your life, just carrying out everything you want with a passion. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, you're doing great too. Um, really excited to just, uh, you know, stay in contact with you and just see how you progress and when you become an oncologist, you know, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I guess that uh, concludes our episode two of our survivorship, or episode three of our survivorship series. Yeah. Thank you guys thank for joining you for us. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, yeah. So, uh, as I said before, I recently began um, fundraising.